Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and we are in Season 2, Episode 29. And uh, after a week off for state softball tournaments for our two illustrious colleagues, Aaron and Scott, (laughs) We're back together now this week and looking forward to talking about, oh, we, we'll try and find a topic to talk about, uh, but we'll, we'll see where we're at. Welcome, guys. Good to see you. How's it going, man? Hey, good to see you guys as well, Todd. How you doing today? I am good. Um, up on a little break. Uh, well, I worked all day, but we're up, in, up at the lake this week. I'm working from here remotely, uh, so not in my normal recording studio of the Four season room, <laughs> uh, but up here at Lake Okaboji. Is it a, a little cool up there today? Well, it's, it was forty nine degrees this morning when I got up when I went Ooh, out for a walk. So, wow. yeah, it was a little chilly, but it's a it's a nice little seventy two degrees out right now. So it's a nice day all across this great state of Iowa. I think. Um, but hey, want to congratulate Aaron Stecker, Cedar Rapids Kennedy. On a state championship in softball. Congratulations, Aaron. That was quite a team. You weren't joking a couple weeks ago when oh, you said they were special. I, I, I wasn't. Thank you very much. That was an awful lot of fun. I, yeah, I was, uh, I, I was serious. They just, they have that feel. Um, they had that look all year long, and that look just, it didn't change. In fact, it just got stronger and stronger. Um, they can play. Yeah, they're tough. Uh, and and in, in a lot of ways, and I'm not saying this is native. They made it look easy. I mean, there's times. That, I mean, they just weren't flashy. It was just, yeah. any, any, they just they were just better. Um, they crushed. They crushed the ball though, the uh, whole tournament. So they were awfully fun to watch. I really, really enjoyed. It. And here's the thing: they're as good as softball players as this group of girls is. They're I, I guarantee they're just better kids than they are mm-hmm. softball players. They just have been so much fun. Um, we came back and did our little. Uh, you know, welcome back. They finally got back to Cedar Rapids about 11, 15, 11, 20 on uh, Thursday night. And uh, the Iowa, the fire department and our SRO, SRO officer met him just north of town and brought him in. Cool. Flashing the lights as they came in the parking lot. And, and uh, we all met the softball field. And I, and I just, I, you know, I talked about him. I said, here's the thing. I said, we all, they're, they're tough and they're gritty and they work hard and they get after it. We all know that about him. I said, but the thing that just impressed me the most was they smiled the whole way through it. Yeah. Just they just had so much fun playing softball together. And they've been that way, this group of seniors, uh, for five years. It's been so much fun to watch and enjoy to be a part of watching them do it. So I was proud of them, excited they got to cap it off that way, um, enjoyed every bit of that ride. That was for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. No doubt. They were fun to watch. I got to watch you guys play PV, and they crushed the ball and got <laughs> great pitchers. and. Um, after I saw you guys play them, I'm like, they're going to be hard to beat. Well, our pitcher, Kaylin, she's, she's hard to get runs on. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was, I feel a little bad. I, I, our number two pitcher, Jamie Sheck is, she's a first two time, first team all-state pitcher also. Um, oh, she's a junior. And, uh, my coach gave Kaylin Kenny the ball and said, it's, it's yours, go get it. And, uh, she just never got herself in trouble mm-hmm. on that. But, uh, Fun to watch. Yeah, they were. No doubt. And congratulations to uh, Ankeny Centennial. Their softball team finished third at the state tournament. Congratulations to you, Scott. That was a good group as well. Great win against Waukee to open the tournament. Well, we we had some help on that one. So (laughs) it was – but, again, I just almost say like what Aaron said. Just what a bunch of great young ladies. It was – 
they were fun to watch play all year. And our, you know, Coach Delaney did a great job of implementing all of our COVID things. And our kids did a great job of, you know, following directions. And I know they weren't happy with us when we told them they had to wear masks in the dugout and do all those things we asked. We asked them to be careful on weekends and don't be going mm -hmm. out. And we asked a lot of them this year and, and they did a really nice job. So I was really proud of them. Not only the fact that they got third place, but just that they went out of their way because they cared about softball that much that they, they did all those extra things that yeah. made it possible for us to have a season. So, Well, the masks end up saving you. Yeah, masks were God's – I mean, they, they saved us and, and saved us for, from, you know, having a, a spread. And so it was, it was good. I mean – yeah. It's a good season. It was, I, you know, I've already started talking to my fall sports teams. I'm like, hey, you know, talk to talk to those girls about what they did and the choices they made all summer long to, to make it through the season without having to, to have any, yeah. any pauses or anything. I mean, they, you know, I think we use the terminology in here way back last spring. I think we talked at one point in time about, a, you know, be a quarantine type of concept where, look, yeah. you have a responsibility to one another to be, yeah. be safe, limit your circle, those types of things. And, and I, I think the teams you saw, playing at the end of the year and, and not have, you know, avoiding that stuff are the ones who for the most part made that choice. And now our, our fall sports teams are up next and, and are they yep. going to follow the lead of those teams or, or, or not? Well, I guess we'll see. We'll find yes. Out. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So yeah. anyway, congratulations to both of you two. Great seasons, uh, great summers for you guys and happy for you. That was, uh, it was fun to watch, fun to see. They Scott, are fun. You know, you don't get to do those things very often um, well, in my neck of the woods. Uh, it's been 24 since 2014. It was the last state championship we won as a team here. So um, enjoy them when you get them. Now Jarvis is a different deal. He, you know, wait, well, hold on, we're on trees over there in Centennial. So uh, yeah, uh, it's I don't care where you're at. It's hard to win a state championship. It's hard. It is hard work, man. Enjoy them when you get them. Well, yeah. that's like we we talk about. Enjoy the moments. And yep. you got the moments, celebrate the moments, and you celebrated those moments with the kids. So yep. hats yep. off to you both. Thank you. You bet. Scott, how about we talk a little hometown ticketing? I am super excited to talk about hometown ticketing today. Are you an AD interested in saving time or making your job a little less stressful? Especially now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for improvement experience? <laughs> <laughs> or if you have any fans, if you have fans. Well, we suggest you take a look at Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing provides schools with everything needed to offer professional-level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or athletic program. Hometown Ticketing integrates le leading industry technology directly into your school existing school or athletic website. This provides your fans with a simple and easy ticket-buying experience that takes place directly on your website without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. For individual, from individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program, and the best part is it doesn't cost your school or athletic program anything to get started. So visit www.hometownticketing.com to enroll your school today. That's www.hometownticketing.com. All right. Let's talk about our other sponsor, one of our other sponsors. And I tell you, if you followed me on Twitter last week, fellas, I was a, I made full use of two of our three sponsors last week and, and then some. In fact, I had a few folks say, Stecker, you got to back off a little bit here. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I was a Gipperaholic last week, um, you know, when you're engaged in that state tournament run and, and just wanted to get information out there and celebrate things going on. So use Gipper a lot last week. So, so thanks to them and, and everything they've done. Hey, do you want your athletic program to stand out on social media? Well, now you can with Gipper. Using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device without needing design experience. Boy, is that true, because I've got zero of that, and, and they make me look good. Try Gipper for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. Gipper has also now gotten to the podcast arena. You can listen to them by searching for Standout, hosted by Matthew Glick. And one of the cool features they've done, I made use of this several times on the van ride back from Fort Dodge last week, is you can schedule your posts for later so you can build 
uh, build your post, build your graphic, and then schedule that for later uh, later on. So uh, you can, if you want to do all your weekly posts all at one time in one sitting and set those up to go out throughout the week, uh, it's a great way to schedule your posts throughout the week and save time and not have to sit down and do that daily. So check out their new scheduling posts feature as well. But that's gogipper.com backslash athletics to get hooked up with them. But um, like I said, I they were great. I was on the van ride home last week and um, would steal a picture I took from the game and post something about the upcoming game next week and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So it was good stuff. I liked your state championship graphic, Aaron. I know they, they've got good good. Stuff to work with, like I said, they make even a, a goofball like me look good. Look fantastic. It's a new tagline making goofballs like Aaron Stecker look good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And that is hard work. You want to talk about winning in the dark. If you can do that, you're willing to do, do that kind of back, back behind the scenes work. Uh, they make it look easy. That's how good they are. That's how good Gipper is. There you go. Another one that's really helping us out too, again, Varsity Bound, our third yeah. sponsor that we have uh, this year. And I uh, appreciate them. Uh, the COVID screening, we talk about that a lot, all the time. And uh, that's going to be utilized very heavily here. Again, starting this week with camps and then the start of practice starting next week. So thank you to Varsity Bound, uh, Todd and Sam and all their crew over there who are making that happen and appreciate them being a sponsor for Beyond the Bench as well. Yeah. Well, I'm going to jump in on them a second here too because the other work they're doing, I know that Jarvis is really making use of this stuff already. I'm just getting going. But, you know, with the loss of concession stand revenue in the summertime and, and who knows uh, what our fan bases will look like this fall. Just just so much lost revenue. Um, they're working really hard with their fundraising page and their and their varsity bound storefront to to give us other ways to reach out to our supporters and find ways to raise money or get them engaged in our fundraising. So another big thumbs up to varsity bound on working with ADs to find find ways to to meet our needs and and uh, help us have a bigger reach maybe than we already have. Scott, just kind of speak to that a little bit. Uh, Varsity Bound and their fundraising, you're kind of a marketing expert guru here. Uh, How does that work with Varsity Bound? So basically what you what you give Varsity Bound is, is, you know, I basically gave them our, you know, what we offer for sponsorships. And they put it on an online platform so people can go on and, you know, see what you have available. You know, um, it keeps track of everything for you. So if they send you a request or if they want to, sponsor you. Uh, there's, you know, already a built-in communication piece there. On the back end, it helps you. Um, you can, you know, make sure who's paid, who hasn't, who's got you their ad. They've just made it kind of a one-stop shop. And the, the nice thing about it is too, it, those, you know, contacts never go away. You just keep building that, you know, group of businesses and contacts. So, you know, some years, you know, this, this uh, you know, football boosters will do all this work and then that just goes out the door. So now every year it just builds upon itself. So you've got all the old contacts, you can put the new contacts in and you just build that, that broad base that you need. Because um, a lot of times people just fall through the cracks from one year to the other. Yeah. And I think you have a lot of people out there that would be willing to donate and willing to help out those programs and, and want to advertise, but you know, they just fall through the cracks somehow. So I like that option also. But just having it in one spot and having some um, some help on the back end to just kind of man- manage all that is really nice also. So, um, and again, being able to send that link out to all your sponsors. Hey, go here if you want to sp- help us out this year. So we included our, you know, um, all of our fall program information and then also you know, they have their um, sponsorships available on the Varsity Bound app, too, that can provide your, you know, booster club with some added revenue there, too, which is really nice. So it's a nice system. Good. Yeah, yeah. check that out. I think I'll check that out tomorrow, if not tonight. All right. Well, hey, how about a little what's up, what's down this week? Uh, I know Aaron's been hanging on to something probably here for a couple of weeks. And uh, oh, I have forgot now. You guys didn't <laughs> wait. Now I'm going to forget what all those good things were. Well, yep. you're hitting third. You're third in the lineup. You're the heavy Next hitter. Time. All right. Today. So Scott's hitting leadoff. We're putting our speed in the leadoff position. There you go. Yep. So, uh, well, that, we're, we're in trouble then. Down the line in 2.6 or less, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, all so right. My up is. Uh,
Um, honestly, at their place, it was great season. I was just so proud of them because uh, they really did everything that we want our kids doing right now during this pandemic. Um, and I, I was just, you know, they got third place, which is awesome. They won a bunch of games and they had a great season, but um, just what a bunch of great kids and the commitment level that they showed and uh, to their teammates and the loyalty and just caring about others above themselves. Um, that's what made me most proud of them. And, and I, I, I want to say that, you know, the reason they won is because they did all those things and that they cared about their sport and their teammates enough that they did everything they needed to do to, to um, continue a season and, and get through the season. And uh, on top of that, I want to thank all of our coaches, not, not just my coaches, but, you know, Todd, your coaches, Aaron, your coaches, uh, for everything that they did this summer. They kind of had to be the guinea pigs um, to try to get this started. And um, I know how much I appreciate uh, Coach Delaney and Coach High for all their, you know, everything they did. And um, it was just, um, it was a tough summer for everybody. But uh, I want to thank all of our ADs out there, too, that did all the extra work this summer, too. So lot, lots of things to be thankful for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would reiterate that before I get into my up. Just thanks to all the teams, all the coaches, all the ADs um, who just worked so hard, so tirelessly uh, to get these seasons in, to do things that we weren't – I mean, we were learning on the fly. and uh, just. Hats off to all the ADs who made it happen and appreciate, you know, I appreciate the, uh, and that's going to be, well, it'll be part of my up, but I, I appreciate just the opportunity to talk to ADs about what they did or what they're doing. You know, I know our heart of Iowa ADs just were emailing or texting each other back and forth a lot. And uh, we'll start doing it again now in the fall. And it's just great to have a group of ADs or ADs from even across the state in eastern Iowa that I've heard from that say, hey, what are you doing with this? And um, it's just good to have that network of ADs. That's the best part of who we are. And uh, even, you know, the encouragement or things we see from ADs across the nation who we've connected with on this podcast who have uh, reached out and said, hey, what, what did you guys do for this? And uh, so that's been fun just to be able to talk with them, uh, either via email or text, and and just kind of start to get some things going back and forth. So whether in the state of Iowa, the conference, or across the country, it's good to have a, a network of ADs to lean on and rely on. So I'm just going to stop it right there. That's going to be my up, is the AD nice. community and the way we're helping each other through this. Um, wherever we're connected. Well, that's a pretty solid up there, Todd Jordan. I think that's a good one to stop on or stick with. Although I'm sure you had something else. I mean, you can pull your best Aaron Stecker and say, well, I got two. I want to respect the process. And I'm right. just going to stick right. with one. So, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That puts pressure on you, no, Aaron. I see how this works around here. All right. Well, all right. So I've already talked about one of my ups. That's how I worked uh, to it. Obviously, it was super. That was a fun week. Um, it, it really was. Um, boy. As far as an up uh, outside of that, I, I guess I'm going to go along the same, same lines, I guess, as what you guys are talking about. It's just um, – people are frustrated with this thing, but when you just sit and start talking with folks about what's going on, they're also so open to whatever we have to do to make things happen. And, and that's maybe all throughout there with a lot of the, the, the players. Um, I really appreciated my, my, my softball parent group in particular um, through this summer. Um, Cause I don't think we buy into this thing. Uh, and accomplish thing, this thing without them. And, and I think I mentioned this in one of my posts. They just, between them and the girls, uh, I was uh, probably one of the first times I felt like I'd been part of a team for a while. Mm -hmm. a really good feeling uh, on that. But they just were super cooperative. They worked with everything. They'd ask us, hey, Aaron, can we do this? And more than often than not, the answer was, well, 
no, 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 we can't do it that way. I apologize. I know we have, but we can't. And it wasn't a man, Stecker, this sucks. It's, hey, we just thought we'd ask. We understand. That's great. We'll figure something else out. And they would come up with plan B and plan B was just as good as plan A and fit within what we were trying to do. So I'm going to go along the same lines as you guys did on that. It's just as frustrating as this is when we, when we find groups of people willing to work together and problem solve, um, it's not so bad. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go down that same path with you guys. How's that? We'll share that path. All right. I'll be behind you. <laughs> right. Sure. All right, Scott, what's down? Well, obviously, it's down. Um, I, I guess for me, it's just I've had just so much anxiety that uh, that's just been tough for me. I, I just have felt really heavy the last few weeks um, just with everything going on. So I guess that's for me. It's just been trying to get through and, and I'm feeling a little bit better. And, um, you know, as we work through fall and I and meet with coaches and see the kids on campus, it helps a little bit, but just that anxiety level and trying to, trying to, uh, curtail my own, um, craziness has been <laughs> taxing the last few weeks, I guess. So, yeah, I, I think sometimes we just wait for the hammer to fall. You know, we're just anticipating that next phone call, that email, um, yeah. and just let that, it just, we're just waiting for it. You're on pins and needles and, uh, yeah, that's hard, hard to deal with. And, and at times I let that stuff consume me and I, I need to be better at that. Right. Yeah. Just natural. I hear you. Well, and again, I think that's where. Don't try and do it alone. And I think for all of our friends out there, AD friends out there, you know, as especially those in other states who are just now going to start doing this. Um, I, one of the first things I think we always need to do is just lean on that that Mount Rushmore of friends we've got. Yeah. And if we need to talk to them, talk to them. Um, just to talk through some of those things. So don't go through it alone and uh, talk if you need to talk and uh, just reach out and let somebody know, at least talk through it, get that frustration off your chest a little bit. And, um, yeah, just don't take it all too hard. My down, um, I think it's something that I learned this weekend. We were driving. Here we uh, go, it's been a while. <laughs> So we were driving and, you know, we, we drove to Iowa City to the AD. Uh, we had AD meetings this weekend, um, kind of our summer retreat. And then we were driving home Sunday and then packed up and drove up to Okaboji, <coughs> excuse me, on Sunday night. So about five hours in the car on Sunday. And I realized something. Um, <laughs> I realized that my wife can drive. <laughs> really? Yes. And I've been dumb for not taking advantage of that. So uh, <laughs> my down is me and what I've learned. So now I'm, I'm convinced that through our, through the next few years and through retirement that Deb can drive half of the time. Well, okay. Is that oh, I'm getting a head nod. No on that one. So <laughs> I was going to say, uh, do you my, really think that's going to happen? My wife, Deb, because she won't do it. <laughs> you, you didn't really have any aspirations or thoughts that that was going to happen, did you? No. No, I didn't. All right. Just checking. Just but checking. I thought I'd throw it out there so she could hear me, and I got <laughs> the answer that was confirmed. So, Deb, you're down. Uh, She's a Debbie Downer. Don't be a Debbie Downer. That's good. <laughs> So you, are you kidding five hours and you don't have one crazy driver like road rage story for us? You know, Deb and I were talking about that before we, we started the show today. And I said, I, the driver's really pretty good this weekend. Right. I was impressed with the state of Iowa and the traffic. So hats off to you state of Iowa drivers well, and even you out-of-state drivers who were driving through uh, that I saw different license plates. 
Uh, I just want to compliment all of you drivers that were coming through Iowa this weekend. You did a phenomenal job. Thank you. Well, maybe they're beyond the bench listeners and they've heard all the great driving advice you've given over the last few months and it's just gradually improving, Todd. Yes, that could be. Making driving on Iowa highways better through this public service that you're providing through BTB, man. Thank you. I'm glad it's all paying off. <laughs> we, need to pers- we need to go to the department, uh, the Iowa DOT for a sponsorship. Yeah, we should. They might like it. Or the insurance like agencies. You're saving the insurance people money. Yep. There you go. We're out here to make a difference. That's all we try to do. That, that, there you go. But I can't make a difference with my wife. It looks like I'm still driving all the time unless it's really mm-hmm. big day. <laughs> all right, Aaron, what's down? Well, this will be a down that, that, that became a timely up. How does that? You know. So I was going to talk about murder hornets in the Stecker backyard. Ooh, those are nasty. So here's a story. There's, for the last several years, in the month of July, I've got these, we lost a bunch of oak trees in our yard. We lost seven of them actually to oak wilt. We've had to take them down and we didn't get all the stumps removed because that costs a lot of money. I don't know if you noticed that before, but tree removal is one thing. Yeah. It was a whole nother deal yeah. on that. So I've got a few stumps through the yard and stuff. They don't really bother me. But for the last three years, I've had this, I'm not kidding you, this guy is like, He's like two inches long. He's got these long, gangly black wings. He has one orange segment on his abdomen, just one orange ring on his abdomen. And he's an aggressive son of a gun. And in the month of July, the last three summers, he shows up like clockwork on that stump. And I go to mow the yard on the weekends. And he just, he is just all over me, hammering me, attacking me, buzzing my head. I, I mean, there's times I'll, I'm on this big downhill in my yard and he'll come buzzing at my head. I'll let go of the door. Door's running down the down the, the hillside to the street. I'm running in the house, whining like a little baby because I'm gonna hit my or stung by this murder hornet wasp guy. Um, so here's the deal. So he comes back in this year, and I was I was gonna talk about him the other a few weeks ago, and then we skipped the down part. And he was buzzing my tower a couple weeks ago, mowing the yard, and we've got my daughter's graduation party coming up. It was actually just this last Saturday, and I've tried to spray him with with the wasp spray stuff. And he sees me coming from 20 feet away with that thing. He starts flying. He'll fly at my head. I'll try to spray him as I'm ducking out of the way. I get it done. And I think I've hit him a couple of times. I swear this guy's resistant to it. I, I can hit him with like the strongest stuff in the market. Doesn't matter. So I'm freaking out thinking, crap, we're going to have our, my daughter's graduation party on August 1st. And it's in the backyard. And this guy's super aggressive. And, and he's going to sting somebody. And I'm going to get sued. Well, the, the, the rainbow, the, the, the positive end of the story is all of a sudden, last weekend I saw him, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday last week as I was checking to see if he's out in the yard, walking out there, he's just gone. He disappeared from my daughter's graduation party. So my, my annual murder hornet guy disappeared just in time. But if you see one of those things in your yard, they're scary, and they come after you, and you can't kill them. Uh, so well, That's you, a good down. I'm glad you're Every right. year, same stump he comes back to, same place. Well, he must like your daughter. Must. He must. There you go. There's my my annual battle with my hornet dude in the backyard. I would just like to see your uh, security camera footage of you mowing the yard and letting the (laughs) mower go and rolling down to the bottom of the hill. Towards the road, and I'm running inside screaming, ah! (laughs) Yeah. It's not pretty. I'm not proud of it. But I hate getting stung. Oh, I'd run too. I really I'd do. run too. They don't me. All right. All right. Well, guys, let's uh, let's move on to some topic discussion. Uh, we're just going to talk through some of the main points of the guidance released last week by the state, by the association, the girls' union on fall sports. Yes. yes. For you visual learners, front to back, about twenty pages worth. Yes, and uh, we've perused it several times, I'm sure, um, as many of our listeners have in the state of Iowa. But let's just kind of talk through some of the main points, maybe just in general what we're doing um, with our with our programs. And so let's start with uh, health screening. Uh, we probably kind of know what we're doing with that, and uh, but. 
what I mean, you going to do anything different than you did this summer with the varsity bound app? I know all three of us use it. Yeah, I think it work out well. We're going to continue to use it. Um, you know, it's uh, for, I guess for us though, it's the kids who don't have devices or don't have the a capability of, of having, you know, computer. Um, but we're going to have a paper form um, for those kids who can't utilize a varsity bound app yeah. or don't have access to a computer at home that they can answer those questions via email. Um, so we're just going to, that's going to be kind of our thing. And if the kid shows up and they don't have the form with them, um, that's when we're going to temp them and have them fill out the form if they get there and have not brought the form with them and check their temp at home. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, no changes here. The one thing I, you know, I'm starting to think about here as I start to get into it is, are, are you guys both doing, well, Todd, you guys going back full attendance for school, right? Every day. They, are. Every they have they have the option of doing online learning as well, kind of a hybrid. But, you, but, but you're we're not going, doing like cohorts. No, we're going, Scott, are, if they come to school, everybody's coming every day right now. Scott, are you doing cohorts or is everybody coming in at, at once? We're doing, we're doing a, a two-day, you know, in and then a day off and then two day so we're doing a three it'll be three days one week two days one week but you got half your kids come in one yeah. day half come yeah. the other day. yep yeah. and so that's the one thing i just started thinking about with this whole thing on the health screening pieces it's just the monitoring is going to be very different because you're going to have half your kids are in school and half your kids aren't in school uh for a lot of us and just keeping track of who's there who's not and and, and managing that part of it will be uh I suppose a little bit, it might be challenging, it may not. I mean, I know it's all being done via the device, but you'll get people doing it different times a day because some kids aren't school, aren't coming to school on that day. You won't, they won't have any school activities till three o'clock in the day. So just making sure they stay on top of it. Yeah, that'll be different. How about social distancing? Um, you know, the, the, the whole thing with meetings, practices, travel, instruction, drills, benches, locker room, training rooms. Uh, you know, we're still going to try and keep six feet apart. Um, what I have in my guidance is that if you aren't able to maintain that proper social distancing, then a mask is required when you're in that space um, at all times. Um, in all those areas described above, whether it be meetings, locker room, training rooms. We'll talk about locker rooms in a little bit, but uh, we're going to wear a mask if we can't maintain that six feet, our players and coaches. And we've had that same we, – we have had our um, – I've had now football, volleyball. Um, I had boys cross country. I had golf. And we talked about that today too, is utilizing those masks when we're in situations where we can't be six feet apart. And, again, I just hammered – home the, the fact that, you know, it, it's, um, it's going to be necessary for us to mitigate that spread by making sure that they're wearing masks whenever they possibly can. Yeah, we're doing the, you know, the social distance will be the same thing. We're going to, you know, talk to coaches and, and as they're designing their practices and their drills and stuff and, and just keep communicating with your kids because you'll get in, they'll get in their season routines and it's, you know, you've got your handful of drills that you run every week and, yep. And things like that. So just, hey, stay on them early on. This is a drill we can spread out on. We don't need to be yep. with one another versus these are drills or, or segments that we have to come in close together. And then you just talk to coaches about being smart with the practice plan. And if it's got to be something where you come in closer together and you're going to spend time together, um, are they wearing masks during those times? Uh, or do you, do you keep those at 10 minutes or less, like an inside yep. run in football, for example? Or yep. we're going to do some scrimmage time in volleyball. Um, they're going to do time trials on the track with your cross-country kids, and they're going to be running tight packs kind of thing. Yep. Just be smart about it. If you If you can't keep the social distancing and, and masks may or may not work out during that time because of what you're doing, then then are you smart about your time and your exposure yep. um, in those moments? That's something we really hit home to with our preseason staff meetings was that, you know, try to mitigate that time that they're in like a team situation where – and we know we talked to Aaron and I talked about it. We talked about AD is sharing good ideas. You know, Aaron and I talked about that. You know, we we're at state softball. It's like making sure you're keeping those team segments less than 15 minutes so that you don't have that direct exposure of the 15 minutes and within six yeah. feet. 
Yeah. Because there's going to be things during practice. Sometimes in practice, they'll be able to keep their distance. Other times they won't. And so then it's a matter of, is it masks or is it manage it via time yeah. or a combination of both? Right. Yeah. You know, for some people, if they really keep that time in, in mind, that that could really help their coaching. I think it's going to help practice planning. No. And and maybe the efficiency of practice and keeping kids engaged because, yeah. I mean, I, I you just when you coach, you know, you never want to do things longer than ten minutes anyway. If you're 10, no. 12 minutes, if you do that, then you're you're, you're losing attention. So, yeah. How about hand sanitizing? I mean, kids are supposed to have their own hand sanitizer. Uh, that's kind of got to be routine. But I, I, I've just been going around. I haven't. I mean, I've, I've thought about taking tables out. You know, maybe we just put tables out so kids can have stuff off the ground. Yep. I don't know. I just just so they That's, do that. Yeah. I've got tables at all my entries on on our athletic end of our building. Um, all the points of entry that they could come into. There's a. I've got a table with a big old jug of sanitizer there. I've got one right outside our weight room door. Um, so I'm putting those things out there. We'll keep those stocked, um, all the time as well. So as they come in and out of those main, main points of entry, you know, this could have been one of our downs also, cause man, is it, is it me or some of those hand sanitizers, just the nastiest smelling stuff out there, man. I, terrible. you're out and about like shopping or going places and you see a bottle, oh, Hey, I'll use it quick. And then, you know, right away, all oh, that, I didn't want to use that one. It's not <laughs> I'm trying to pinpoint the brands that don't smell. I mean, some of them are terrible. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, no, we're trying to do some of that with it, along with, you know, they bring their own and doing sanitizing breaks during practice and things like that. Um, I put together a little, co like a little COVID kits where I got some of those uh, milk crate jugs and I put in masks. I put in antiseptic wipes. I put in our, you know, our disinfectant spray and I put hand sanitizer in each one of those. Um, little kits and then put those, you know, out at baseball and softball. And now we've got them in our gyms. So. Yeah. Yeah. Gallon, gallon spray, get sprayers. Yeah. With the sanitizer in them. Uh, we, we cleaned our bleachers. We had those, you know, pump sprays and we sprayed our bleachers down and sprayed down all of our, you know, between our JV and varsity softball game. Yeah. We had everybody leave the stands and sprayed the, the bleachers down and uh, yeah. How about equipment sanitizing? Uh, Scott, you posted a really good video the other day of your your yeah. basketball camp. Yeah, they our coach Fontana, as Aaron knows, has done a really good job. When they go to their water breaks, the kids have their balls and the coaches have their spray bottles. They got their masks on and they're going around and spraying all the balls so that all the balls are sanitized and sanitizing the kids' hands and then they go get their water and then they sanitize when they come back and they've done a great job of, of doing that. And then, you know, like football has been really good about all their pads and all their things that they use about sanitizing those uh, between different drills. So our, our strength and conditioning coaches have been great and did an awesome job, you know, with wiping bars down when kids were done. And um, it's amazing what our coaches are doing and our kids are doing right now so they can have the opportunity to play. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what I liked about, and I don't know if our spray is the same, but I, the, your spray, you just didn't have to wipe any, anything either. Right. It just kind of dissolved right into it, evaporated right into it. It's that 80% spray. Um, that I mean, you spray it on your hand, you spray it on equipment. It pretty much is a, it's a automatic kill. Um, and, and then you don't have to wipe it down. You just spray it down and it dries really quickly. Yeah. That's good stuff. See, so like volleyball, you need to like, like at this, like above the net, just have this constant, like drift down of this real fine mist. <laughs> <laughs> sanitizer and so as the ball crosses the net it's passing through that but then drying before the next you know yeah i like that we'll have to make a lot of money, 100 so. miles an hour and then you're good luck <laughs> yeah. uh, it's good stuff um yeah the equipment stuff is i mean it's it's just what you have to do and, and 
and we'll have to ramp it up here as we get going next week with with more kids and, and more equipment and, and more consistent use of it and and things like that. So we'll just have to keep ramping everything up and and boy, you know, you you we're talking about these things and you we we talked a ton in this show about the the relationship factor and building relationships with your coaches and the amount of trust having to go on right now of yeah. I'm going to share this information with you coaches and I'm going to get the equipment down there in the gyms or the weight room or the wrestling room or, or the, the dugout for you to use. And just, and I trust mine implicitly as far as I, I mean, I have no reason not to trust him, but boy, talk about a great time to make sure you've got strong trusting relationships because you can't be everywhere making sure every one of these guidelines and protocols is being followed. So communicate it well up front and then make sure you can, you've got those relationships built up so people will, you can trust one another to do what you got to do together. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point, Aaron. Really good point. Okay. A big one. Locker rooms. Um, the toughest part of that is, well, here's, here's the guidance we're using. Um, of course we have a new facility, a uh, new high school. I was out in the locker rooms the other day, just looking at it and, we're going to allow 15 people in our football locker room in shifts and 12 in our volleyball locker room in shifts. If they're in there, they'll be in a mask and in the mask the whole time, get their stuff, get changed, get out. And, you know, the toughest part is not leaving things in there overnight, that they're going to have to basically travel with their equipment. Yeah. which isn't yeah. ideal for anybody, um, but they're going to have to do that and keep it clean as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we're, you'll, we'll have staggered start times as well. We're starting to have conversations about as well. They can't, you know, be in a larger school with the volleyball program we have. We've had, I, I'm curious to see what our numbers end up being once the registration is done. If we lose a, a good chunk of people just not going out. Well, it's typically a hundred people out for volleyball, nine through 12. You know, you can't have all 100 go downstairs and change in the locker room at one time. So you stagger your starts. Um, maybe your varsity goes upstairs and watches some film first and things like that. My coaches are always getting super creative um, with uh, like our football coach, for example, um, we've got a big shed out there by the, by the by our practice field. And we've got all the hooks in our equipment room that all the helmets hang on. Well, they're empty once we check out helmets. So he's gonna be pulling, he and his staff are gonna be pulling all the hooks off the walls in our equipment room in, this, in the school building. And he's gonna transfer those out and put them on the rafters in the equipment room or in our storage shed out there by our football field. And he really thinks he can fit all of our varsity and sophomore football players, all of their helmets, and then their shoulder pads can be on the ground underneath and can be stored out there. We'll, we'll do different stuff with our equipment, um, but he thinks he can fit it all out there. And then so every kid will go in there, hang their helmet and put their shoulder pads on the floor. And then we've got the big gallon sprayers of the Rydell disinfectant he's bought and all those helmets get sprayed down and shoulder pads get sprayed down out there in that shed. Kids leave those behind, go home with everything else. Um, and they... Um, so that's, I mean, that's the kind of creativity, an example of the kind of creativity our coaches are coming up with. Of how do we make this work since our locker rooms can't be the place they store their stuff? So Very good. Very good. The toughest part is going to be, well, the locker rooms won't stink during football season now quite as badly. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. They get going, but. You're welcome, mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope they're not driving the family car back and forth to practice. Otherwise, that will yeah. be a rude awakening. We're uh, going to try to not use our locker rooms until school starts so we can try to kind of just give our custodians a little, you know, time to finish getting our, you know, yeah. school ready yeah. and use the locker rooms and, and basically use the same similar format to what you were talking about, Todd, is kind of using that wave format and have yeah. a yeah. We won't be in well, ours till school starts either. Well, number one, they're not ready. We, yeah. we won't be in our building here for another week or so. 
Yeah. Well, then too, another thing on locker rooms you got to think about is you, for folks out there, is you start to think, okay, you're going to have them, like maybe our freshman team goes in right after school, you know, they get the first 20 minutes to get changed. Well, you can't have all your freshman lockers right next to one another. And so you probably have to put some time in thinking about, okay, we're going to put X's every fourth locker, then that's where a freshman can go. We're going to put a, a, a circle on every fourth locker, and those are for sophomore, you know, or the sophomore or the JV team. Uh, and then we'll put a square on every fourth locker. That's varsity. Then they're going to have to space their lockers out. So you might have put some thought into how much space do we need to put between lockers and so that all your freshmen aren't all in one set of lockers right next to one another because then that does you no good if right. they're all in the same row all side by side um, versus staggering them out throughout your entire locker room. So when they go in as a wave, they're also distanced in the locker room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Good point. Okay, another tough one, especially for football, is the water and the hydration. Uh, you know, not only do you have to have your own container, your own water bottle, so to speak, but in football, you know, the hydration stations, um, you know, I we just kind of plan on having somebody man that in a mask and gloves, as they suggest, and they'll be filling up the water bottles and not using the spigots to drink out of. That's it's going to be hard to keep people hydrated. It's going to be a whole different concept. Yeah. We're, we're telling our kids to bring, bring gallon jugs and try to bring as much water so that we can try to mitigate a little bit that, but we've also, we had that discussion too about having one of, one of our, you know, coaches or managers or somebody take that on and have the gloves and the mask on and fill up, you know, water bottles if they, as they need. But yeah. We're telling them to bring a lot of water. Yeah. I bought both my daughters those um, Under Armour jugs, and then we've been filling those. Like both of them at basketball camp today, and we had one of those great big jugs that they you know, brought to practice with them. And yeah, that's about all we can do. Yeah. About timeouts, players on the players who aren't on the field, who aren't playing, maybe they're not involved in practice or in games. Um, they're not on the court playing, but those those players when they come over. So here's what we're going to try and do: all all the players who aren't on the field during the competition will have a mask on on the sideline, and then when timeouts happen, when they come to the sideline, the coaches. Uh, the players all pull their mask up. We're buying these gator scart, you know, gator masks for the football team in particular that they'll have on. We can pull those up when they come over in timeouts. Uh, but we're just going to have everybody mask up when they're on the sideline or during timeouts as well. And really, we we got that. We're just using the centennial model for that. I mean, and that's how you know we've, our coaches have bought in because I shared that with them. If you want to have a season, if you want to save your season, if something happens, uh, we need to mask up whenever possible. Yeah. And our coaches are doing a really good job with that in our, in our camp right now with football. Uh, you know, if the kids are within six feet, they're, they've got their masks up. And last night after practice Sunday night, or seven on seven, our, you know, coaches came in and they all had their gators on and um, so it was good to see. So they're they're taking it seriously. Yeah, good. Transportation. This is kind of uh, you know district to district, kind of depending mm-hmm. on how you're transporting during school as well. Uh, in Greene County, our transportation we are basically going uh, full buses during the school day. Uh, we're not limiting bus numbers. They're encouraged to wear a mask during the school day when they get on a bus going to and from school uh, for activities. So we're just kind of planning the same buses, but we're going to have required seats, assigned seats, and in the bus, they're going to have a mask on as well when they're riding to and from games. Yeah, we're uh, just, we got this from our transportation director today, finally, that we will. We won't be following the same transportation guidelines we did this summer. We'll be able to, to, to you know, 
do what we normally done for transportation. So if we normally taken three buses for a football team, we're going to take three buses for football this year, but they'll, they'll, they're going to have sanitizing stations on the way in and the buses they will sanitize on the way in. They'll fill the bus from back to front and wear masks on the bus. And then they'll empty it from front to back um, when they arrive. And uh, um, that's just the way we're going to do that. But we, that was one of my big question marks in terms of what our transportation folks were going to, to say there. But, but honestly, uh, you know, they told us today in our meetings, that's probably one of the harder hit, district to district. That's probably one of the harder hit work groups. I mean, think about who drives your buses. It's, right. a, lot of, it's a lot of retirees. Yeah. They told us today that between they're saying between 24 and 27% of our um, drivers from last year, I did not come back this year. Most of them cited the fact that they just don't feel safe uh, as an older driver um, to drive buses. So there's, there's going to be a shortage. And so we, we couldn't space them out on buses, probably the way our director would like to. So. Mm. Yeah. Will be difficult. Yep. I hadn't thought of that back to front entry and front to back getting off the bus. So I wrote that down. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good reminder there. Yep, that was good. Well, so that's anything else in the general guidelines that I missed that I didn't get in there that you guys can think of? No, uh, it's a good it's a good checklist for people to be. I mean, I think those are all the areas that we should all be talking through with our coaches and thinking through as ads and how are we managing that and what are we doing with that? Um, should have plans in place. And I I think for all of the ADs out there who are like me and are kind of a 712 AD, uh, you know, have middle school as well. You have to think some through some of those procedures for them. You know, we, we talk about, you know, making sure people are screened and our, our middle school kids, you know, when they come to practice, they won't be on the varsity bound app. So they'll be, we'll have to do hand, we'll have to do it by hand with them and get their temperature and, and, um, so it's just a little bit different process with middle school. Um, so you just kind of have to think through that as well, what that looks like uh, for them. And, you know, they'll be care they'll be carrying their equipment in mom and dad's car, the middle school football yeah. players. So yes, they will. We do apologize for that mom and dad, but uh, thank you for your help with that. Um, I think we'll, we'll maybe just stop there. We won't go into uh, specific things right now. Next time, you know, or in the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about spectators um, because I think we're all kind of waiting to meet with our conferences on that or our district, uh, my case, district football still, and just kind of come to the same conclusion. And that, again, that varies stadium to stadium, what you can do, what you'll be able to do as far as, as that. Same with the gym. Gyms are different size, uh, whether we have to limit there or not. Again, I've already sent a lot of my my personal stuff uh, for Greene County to our county health director in Greene County to get her opinion on it. And uh, a lot of that depends maybe on what your public health department says in your county on what you can do, because that, that will probably be county to county more than anything. Uh, yeah, it will be. Um, yeah, it'd be good to know once we we have those conference meetings and stuff, just to share what folks are doing or what you hear from other, other people. And, Ideas. I've already gotten a couple of good ideas from you guys, you know, today about <clears throat> if we're restricting fans or how, or how we're going to space folks around and things like that. So mm -hmm. the conversation. Yeah. And I'll be interested to hear what um, some of the other folks from other states come up with too. You know, if we start having those conversations, we'll pass those along and we'll talk more as we get going as well. I'm, and I'm actually speaking with Gary uh, Stevens on a NIAAA workshop on COVID stuff uh, next Monday, August 10th. So Dustin okay, and Gary and myself are going to do a little workshop on it, hour-long workshop on the 10th. So so that'll be fun. Yeah. I've learned so much. Gary Stevens is a sharp dude, man. He. Yeah, that he, pandemic project he's got going is awesome. that's top-notch, top-notch stuff. I've learned so much from that. I mean, I said it to him numerous times, but I wouldn't feel even nearly as 
calm as I do. And even though I don't feel super calm, I wouldn't feel nearly good about this without have been, you know, been able to sit on those and listen to those and um, just learned a lot from ADs all over the place, which has been awesome. So, right. And I think as we kind of close up this discussion today, it's just a reminder again, whether you're in the state of Iowa, you're outside the state of Iowa, we're all going through this for the first time. Granted, the state of Iowa, we've kind of been through it with baseball, softball, and we were able to learn a lot. Um, but reach out to each other. Keep relying on each other because there are no dumb questions. Um, there are no dumb questions. So reach out, ask, hey, how do you do this? What do you think about this? Do you think this will work? And um, let's just be honest with each other. Again, live in that world of grace a little bit. I think when we go to different places, we start competing. Um, I'm going to tell my coaches, if they require something different than we do, uh, then you do what they ask you to do. And yeah. uh, let's kind of try and help everybody get through this so our kids can play, whatever that looks like. Um, as we plan, th speaking of that, sorry, I'm thinking forward um, too. Some a thing that would be interesting to talk about is what people across, and maybe people can, can email in uh, to our email address, Curious what folks are doing with large invitationals, yeah. tournaments, swimming invitationals, cross-country invites. How are people adjusting those or what are people doing with those, um, yeah. them or staggering starts, things like that? I'd like, to, I'd like to know what folks are doing with that or have a conversation. Yeah, I like that, that too. Mm -hmm. What are people doing for picture day procedures or like what are people doing for team meals? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like shuttle services, like for us, it's like between our middle school and high school, are they offering shuttles? Um, what are people doing with homecoming? Mm. That's, there's a silver lining for you. No homecoming dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, shoot, I didn't really mean that. Sorry for all those folks out there mad about that. Um, no. Testing. That's you're going to get a couple angry emails now, Aaron. You, you sit down and start making the list of all the things impacted by this, and it just it's never ending. So keep asking questions. Yeah, yeah, it's good. We need that. We'll have that discussion as well on specific sports, specific things. Maybe next time, or um, we'll get that in. Yeah, Scott, you have a closing thought for us today. Yeah, I, and I and it's it, it's you kind of talked about it already a little bit, Todd, and it was just that. I've, if I've learned more than anything uh, in this pandemic that how much we rely on others and as we navigate through these uncharted waters and we continue to try to provide our students with opportunities to learn and grow um, while we're keeping everyone safe, including our students, our coaches, our families, our fans, um, we need to rely on each other. Um, this is definitely a team effort. And like I just said before, I, I wouldn't be where I am. I, and I, I feel so lucky that I've got you two, um, whether it's to talk about a bad day or, or something that's gone on that I just get feedback from you uh, both has been huge for me. So I thank both of you for that. Um, you know, that, that pandemic task force has been awesome. You know, I've had input from Jay Hammes. That's been another great resource for me. Um, and, you know, I got the opportunity and I know Aaron has this too. It's got other, you know, ADs within your district. Um, reach out to your conference ADs. Um, you know, I've, I've felt lucky. I've had a lot of great support from uh, our, our principal and, and now my principal now from last year is now our superintendent. So I've had great support from my district um, administration. Um, and just, you know, I, I feel lucky that I've, I've had some great coaches and kids this summer that have kind of led through this. And again, it's for me, it's just thanking Aaron and Todd, thank you. Thanking all of our ADs and coaches out there who are going to do a whole lot of things to make opportunities available for our kids this summer and in this fall for the state of Iowa. So thank you to all of our ADs and coaches out there. And special thanks to Aaron and Todd for being a good support system for me as, as an athletic director and, and just being good friends. So thanks. Yeah, well said. Ditto. Yeah. Same to you. Well, thanks, guys. Been good to visit with you here today. Again, we got our therapy session in and uh, <laughs> talked about some some uh, good stuff as well. Go uh, take your meds now. Yeah, take your meds and uh, go take a walk, Scott, will you? <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
Watch <laughs> dog. Yeah. I need to start doing that again. That was good for me. Yeah. Hey, don't forget that. Don't forget that for it sure. Goes, yeah. Well, thanks guys. Uh, again, good to see you. Good to uh, visit with you and, and to record this again today. So thanks also to everyone else for listening. Uh, good luck as you continue your planning. Again, as Scott said, reach out to each other, lean on each other, and uh, we'll do the best we can to get through it again, just like we did in the spring or the summer. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Beyond the Bench. If you have questions or comments, uh, you can reach out to us individually on our email addresses or email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. That's beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks again to our sponsors, Varsity Bound, Hometown Ticketing, and Gipper for your sponsorship of Beyond the Bench. We'll see you all next time. Be blessed.